This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's playoff time. It's playoff time. Welcome to a playoff preview. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. He is EP Ringside. He is Shap Shots. He is D Magazine. He is author of an amazing new book, which is getting great reviews online. The name of the book, Sean, is... Uh, we win here. The definitive essays you need on the Texas Stars, and uh, it's available at wewinhere.com, And uh, please uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It was great seeing all the cool reviews over the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Uh, it's definitely, it's one of those things. It's one of the funny things with uh, as a writer. Once you do a book, right? It's something where people are excited about it, but unlike a story or something like that, or even like a podcast, right? Like someone can listen to our podcast. Once it comes out within 45 minutes, we can hear some feedback on it. The funny part about a book is it goes out there and you, uh, it's too long for someone to just give you instant feedback. So you kind of sit for a couple of days and you're almost like, ah, did, do, do we do it right? So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's a... one of the funny things about books. Yeah. What I, what I love is in the review was, the line, Robert Tiffin said it well. He said, you should read it for the stories. And I love books yeah. with stories. And uh, that's yeah. super cool that you guys, a lot of your focus was on the stories. Yeah, we were really, we were really proud of this and we're excited about it. And it's funny with uh, one of, there's other, some other fun nuggets in there. Like uh, it's just, there's a bunch of cool things where they're kind of like rolling around in our brains. We're like, we need a place to write this down, and we did. So it's it's those types of stories. Nice. That's uh that's awesome. All right, big tilt tonight. Game one, Wild and Stars. Stars taking care of business. Unfortunately, boy, it was like watching the Avalanche their last two games. They're like maybe, 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 and then that third period, you're like, oh, you know, pulled yeah. off two tight ones against Winnipeg, and then against uh, Nashville. I mean, I'm looking and I'm, I think it was 2-2 in the third, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. But it is the Minnesota Wild who comes to town, and this is kind of an interesting matchup because uh, I look at it this way. I think the Stars clearly have the scoring threat, top five power play in the in the league. Minnesota kind of plays a different style of game, kind of a more physical and uh, deep on the four check, which will be interesting. And I wanted to get your thoughts. So if someone's listening and they're getting ready for the game tonight, we kind of set the tone as far as some of the things they should look forward to. Yeah, it's to me, one of the great things about this series. um, And and it's, it's almost funny how it came together this way. Um, It's obviously with the divisional rival and everything like that, but I am so excited to see a couple guys this year really take the next step and the wild are almost a perfect opponent story wise flies for it. So 
Jason Robertson, obviously amazing year, new Dallas stars record for points gets to go head to head with the guy who took his Calder trophy. Now, obviously I'm not saying Kaprizov should not have won the Calder trophy, but you know what I mean? It's one of those where he gets to go head to head with the guy in Kaprizov who everyone picked as a better rookie than him. And I think in the long run, Jason Robertson will be the better player. And so he gets that and he gets that opportunity to where there's not much, you can't really pick on anything. Jason Robert, you can't find many flaws in what happened with Jason Robertson's game at all in his time in Dallas, but Last year in the Calgary playoff series, he had one goal and three assists in seven games. Jason, the concept right now of this version of Jason Robertson having one goal and three assists over a seven-game span would be a massive disappointment. That's the type of bar he set with this regular season. I am very excited to see Jason Robertson in playoff hockey as this version of Jason Robertson. I'm also looking forward to seeing Jake Ottinger against his home state. Jake Ottinger being someone who always plays with... uh, like, and I wrote about this yesterday um, and over at Shap Shots is just like looking at some of the cast of characters to watch in this playoffs. And Jake will have friends and family in Minnesota there cheering for him, but it's the 16,000 other people in the XL Energy Center that will really drive him because he loves being the bad guy. He loves being the villain that rides into town and to get to do it in his hometown, he's really going to embrace that. And then the other one for me, that's really just like Miro Hishkinen versus John Klingberg, right? Like it's, it kind of gets forgotten almost like yeah. there's a, the big, the big uh, decision over whether the stars are going to resign Klingberg, what are they going to do? And we saw by and large, John Klingberg turned into an addition by subtraction for the Dallas stars because the way Miro Hishkin seized the power play and really took the next step. And it opened some cap space for some other moves for the stars that, that they were able to do. And, it's going to be weird seeing John Klingberg come back to Dallas playing for the wild, but it's also almost fitting to see kind of how it worked and how the stars ended up ultimately making the right decision. And Miro really took that next step. And we talk a lot about can Miro Heishkin and win a Norris trophy and everything like that. And I think he can, but this is where it's, this is the stuff where it gets done. This is the type of year where he's got the point totals. He's got the points to get into the, into the room. Now, he needs a non, and it's not fair to Miro, but a lot of people hold that COVID run against the stars where it's like, eh, it was lucky. Anyone could have gone through COVID. There's a lot of, there's a lot of narrative that way. I disagree with that narrative, but there's a narrative about that. Uh, and I think Miro needs a non COVID playoff dominance that I think we can really start to see. It's uh it's going to be, it is going to be a fun series. Dallas, Minnesota is always going to be fun. Minnesota is going to be a bit more grinding. They're going to be a little more, more physical. So there's going to be that push and pull of the series. Um, but it's, uh, put your coffee on, put your coffee on, drink way too many cups of it. And then, uh, and then uh, wake up the next morning with a fresh, uh, fresh, fresh edition of spits and suds that we'll have for you. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm getting better at my segues here. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. Absolutely. You're going to be the host pretty soon. Uh, so the thing about it, uh, Spits and Suds fans, is we will actually tape a podcast for you with our reaction right after tonight's game. So um, yeah. I say that it might be into the morning. So we uh, we we shall uh, see on that, but excited because we just felt as though, you know, you guys deserve post-game reaction from us pretty immediate. Um, it'll, you know, take a, take a while, but at least when you wake up in the morning, you'll have a podcast in your inbox and you'll be 
ready to uh, ready to listen because we felt as though if we cut it the day after, you know, certain things get dated. So we just want to try to bring you as much extensive stars and wild talk as possible. So I mentioned that four check, uh, Sean, and I guess it's safe to say minus Hawk and Paw. Uh, Lindell's decent size, but the Stars' defense, not the biggest in the league, and they do a good job of getting out of their zone, but do you feel as though that's one of the keys that the Wild is going to you know, try to force the Stars' defensemen to make errors? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I think so. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be part of it. There's gonna be a lot of uh there's gonna be a lot of pressure on the stars defenseman. Thomas Harley is gonna have a huge target on his back. He's someone who maybe we should have talked about. Maybe he, he t- someone who the young kid playing his first real NHL playoff series. I know he made his round robin bubble game a couple of years back in Edmonton, but um, Thomas Harley is going to have a huge, there's going to be number 55 is going to be on the white and on Dean Evans and whiteboard of go after him hard, rattle the kid, go after his nerves. He's going to, he's going to, we're going to learn a lot about Thomas Harley over the next couple of days. Um, Minnesota is going to try to, muck the series down a bit more it's going to be something where they're going to try to be it's it's almost the opposite of kind of what we saw with the stars the past couple of years where the stars are the ones that were trying to play a more simple game and the stars are the stars aren't the stars are obviously going to play some defensive hockey but in general a, for minnesota to win this series these games are going to have to be three two two one games in my view i just i don't think the i don't see the minnesota I don't see Minnesota winning this series with a with the the four three five four score lines that I think I could see with Dallas winning. Either way, I think it's going to be tight. I think we're going to see a lot of three two games. I think we're going to see games where, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to some execution. And I know that's all very hockey cliche, but I really think it's like I wrote about this the other day with Thomas Harley, where he talked all about how it's the one percent that one percent is when goals are scored in the NHL. And I think the stars have both the offensive finishers and I think they have the pieces to really eliminate some of those things again. So don't let Minnesota's physicality, um, obviously you'll have to deal with it. Don't, but don't let it become more of a storyline than you need to let it. And that's, I think that's something we saw with Dallas. You talk about Ryan Reeves, um, for example, the stars handled this incredibly well in the bubble in that series against Vegas, where they kind of just ignored Ryan Reeves. He only played, he didn't, he didn't play many minutes and they, and they didn't really let much of it. And I remember, I think if you can remember that mentality, the Ryan Reeves storyline doesn't become as big of a, of a, of a point as it could be. And, um, and you have this Minnesota team is it's, it's going to be interesting to see, Dallas knows who their goalie is, right? Like it's it's obviously Jake Ottinger. Yeah. Minnesota has had two very good goalies, and I was just about to bring that inter- up. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, Minnesota has 
the 1A, 1B system. And there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of teams in the NHL have it. But when you have those decisions to make, sometimes it can have a natural impact on a series where if you change, if it comes to the point where they change goalies, you start to wonder, are they shaking and what's happening? Like, Gavin, let, I want to take you back. Do you remember, like, you remember in the in the Kari Latin-Antinami days when they lost in game seven and who knows, maybe they could have, they should have won that game seven. But when the stars started changing goalies and there was question over who would start in goal, it just created so much other like negative energy. Remember in that series? Where I do. Just like you were, de- you were just dealing with like, who's the starter? Who's the guy? And like, who's going to be the guy? And it just, it was something you don't want your team to deal with. And I think by having a number one, like the stars do, you have that. And yeah. Minnesota, you might have a little bit of a human element of, hi, who's the guy who are you? And, and maybe whoever starts game one just runs with it and, and, and it doesn't become an issue, but it, it is a factor out there. So, yeah, absolutely. Combined, I believe they're third in the league in, in safe percentage. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Both their goals are good. It's one, both it's, good. It's one of, yeah, it's, it's one of those scenarios where, um, it's one of those scenarios where I don't, you can't be upset with what Minnesota has done, but I also, I also don't like sometimes the rotating goalie factor just is, there's a reason that te- it's the same reason that teams don't rotate. It's the reason that great college football teams, they'll sometimes rotate quarterbacks in week one and two, but after week two, they're like, this is our guy, right? It's like that. 